Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Folks, you have done it again. You all have brought me to my knees. I have seen the Holy Spirit here. I've seen the Holy Spirit blowing in this place many, many times. Blowing through here as recently as this past week. I am brought to my knees when I walk into the parish hall and the stage is full of angel tree gifts. Bags full of presents. The bright colors of the wrapping paper and bows and the name tags addressed to each child. And the bikes that won't fit so they have to come back to retrieve them. Each gift wrapped with love and care so that a child might have the joy of opening them. Each gift represents a wish fulfilled. Each gift represents the way we live out our Christian vocation. Each gift laughs in the face of evil and shouts good and mercy in a suffering world. Then there are those boxes that fill the parish hall this time as well. I have moved twice Within the four years, I hate to move. I hate moving boxes. I cannot stand the sight of them. But when those boxes are full of food and they are stacked almost as tall as I am standing at six feet one inch, they aren't moving boxes. They are a sign of our witness to the Lord Jesus Christ here at the Chapel of the Cross. Those boxes are how we act upon the gospel lessons we hear each week. And those bags full of gifts are how we respond to the dismissal at the end of our services. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And we respond with a resounding thanks be to God. And we respond by giving presents to 55 foster kids. And we respond by feeding 800 individuals. All of this in our own backyard here in Madison County. This past Wednesday night, the EYC filled boxes with potatoes, cornbread, cake mix, yams, green beans, and corn, and other fixings that go toward a healthy southern-style meal. But it wasn't just the EYC who helped fill these boxes in the parish hall. Along with the EYC, many other folks pitched in to make the work light. 
young and old, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, fathers and daughters, mothers and sons, went along the assembly line of food, packing the boxes in the parish hall to the tunes of Jingle Bells, Sleigh Bells, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It was beautiful. It was fun. It was community. It was so the chapel of the cross. It was mission. It was living out the gospel. It was exactly what we are called to do. Afterwards, after the chaos had kind of come to a close, I was marveling at the boxes, stacked high, ready to be shipped off to our daily bread. A parishioner came up to me and asked, Will, are you just as moved this year by the angel tree gifts in our daily bread boxes as you were last year? I replied, oh yes, and even more so. This can never get old. Throughout this week, when I stood staring at the stage in the parish hall filled with gifts and boxes, when I heard how much had been donated toward each effort, when I read how many people in Madison County we have fed and given gifts to, when I saw folks of this parish pitching in on Wednesday night to fill those residual boxes, what kept running through my mind over and over is Jesus' words in our gospel lesson today. Go and tell what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who does not take offense at me. These words from Jesus are told to John the Baptist's disciples. Last week, John made his annual Advent appearance, and he did not disappoint yet again. Nothing has changed with John. He still looks like someone you would cross to the other side of the street to avoid. His diet of wild honey and locusts is still cringeworthy. He's still calling people out and calling them names. I say this not by any merit or warrant of Scripture that I have read, but I think we can carefully surmise that John did not receive many Christmas cards. Nor was he invited to many cocktail parties. If anything, he may have been the subject of conversation at many cocktail parties. John could get away with calling the Pharisees and the Sadducees a brood of vipers, but... Calling out King Herod for marrying his brother's ex-wife. No, sir. That gets you jail time. That is what John did. This is where we find John today. In the slammer. While there, obviously he is being kept apprised of the local news. He has heard about the deeds of Jesus. And John is concerned about what he hears. John sends his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus' answer may have disappointed John. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. This is probably not what John was, ex was expecting. Where's the wrath to come that... 
John was looking for and the one who was to come after him? Where is the winnowing fork that is awaiting to clear his threshing floor? John was expecting an axe which will cut down every tree that does not bear good fruit. John is looking for the one to come who will rain down judgment upon sinners, not eat with them. John is looking for the one who will come in glory, not humble himself to associate with the poor, the blind, the lame, and the leper. John is doubting Jesus, and he was by no means the only one to do so during Jesus' ministry. Could Jesus really be the one whom John had preached about? Or should we wait for another? What Jesus was doing was countercultural. What Jesus was doing was not what society should expect of a Messiah. That's what we are called to be also. Countercultural. The church is called to be countercultural. The chapel of the cross is called to be countercultural. We are called to do what we are called to do is what yeah, is what society expects us not to do. We are called to pack boxes with food and buy gifts for foster children when our society tells us to hoard our money, to save it, spend it on ourselves, buy ourselves extravagant things. Do not spend it on someone else. We are called to be countercultural. The church is called to be countercultural. We are called to welcome the stranger. We are called to radical hospitality. But society says no, no. Welcoming someone you know nothing about is dangerous. Welcoming someone who is different from you is absurd. Build impregnable walls around yourself. Protect yourself from the other where no one is welcome, especially someone who is different. We are Christians. Our baptism calls us to live a life different from society. Today, at this service, Arthur Wood V will also be called to this life. Called to this life of following Jesus and doing the unexpected. On this third Sunday of Advent, we continue to wait expectantly. Unlike John, we dare not ask who we are waiting for or should we wait for another for we know that Christ is coming again. While we wait, let's do the unexpected. Let's be countercultural. Let's follow Jesus and spread the good news of the gospel by going and telling what we hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at us. Amen. Amen.